The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode, an NFL history what if as Andrew and I take a look back and see if Mr. Roger Staubach had joined with the 1964 Kansas City Chiefs, the team that drafted him in the AFL. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Matt Johnson, and this is the Two Point Conversation. All right, Andrew, first, like, what if in almost a month? How are you, dude? <laughs> Only in a month? It's been about that. Three weeks. I think uh, yeah. the week, right before- the Sunday before Father's Day was the last one we did. Yes. So it's been a, it's been a hot minute. It's been a little while. Um, yeah. Andrew shaved. It's weird. I'm looking at him on Zoom, and he's just I'm not happy with it. It's different. Not- I'll tell you that much. It's like uh, in wrestling when like Dolph Ziggler cut his blonde hair or um, or when Kane took his mask off. Or when Hulk Hogan shaved or when yeah, when Hulk Hogan shaved. Or when Mr. Or when Mr. America showed up and, and Hulk Hogan wasn't there anymore. Technically, uh, I did not watch wrestling back then. That was oh three. That wasn't that far I, away. I was I ended Oh, geez. The last impactful Raw I can remember is when Shane McMahon, in air quotes, bought WCW in air quotes. Like, oh, ah, okay. the complete kayfabe beginning of the invasion. Ah, okay. I think once the Monday Night Wars ended, it, it became very unfun for me. I could do a whole episode. I, you know what? I might have to. I'll hold this in my let's, pocket, but let's do I, it. No, I haven't been on Let's Talk in a, in a little while. Let's do a Money Night Wars episode. I, I, after I missed the joy of flipping. Yeah. Yeah. Wrestling's tough. It's real tough. If you thought it was tough back then, it's real tough to tune into now. It's, oh, it's horrible. And it it's sucks horrible. because, like, I used to do it and I used to love it. And now I can't even stand the sight of it. I go through spurts. Like, I'll sit there. I won't touch WWE. Right. But I'll watch like Impact or AEW or AEW for like a month because I got to pay for Christian Kirk's contract somehow. And, uh, you know, I'll sit there. (laughs) I just got that. Watch that for about a month and then I'll stop. I just got that. That was real, real subtle. Oh my God. Um, oh Jesus. Gotta pay for Christian Kirk's contract somehow. Andrew, you sly dog you. That was really good. Um <laughs> anyways. So yeah. How do we transition into our what if? Yeah, I I don't know where we go to from there. Um speaking of paying for Christian Kirk's contract, today we're looking at Roger Staubach. Um, there you go. Seamless. There you go. So I kind of like this idea a little bit, maybe of, of us connecting our NFL history and, and what if episodes, at least to get us through till the end of summer, because <laughs> I could tell you me and Andrew are struggling a tad uh, with some of these. Uh, I think we've hit all the, the major ones at this point. We're kind of reaching um, in some instances. And honestly, it's just, it's just, we're, we're, we're exhausted, I, I guess. Yeah. We've done a lot of what ifs over the last three se- three off seasons, so there has been quite a bit. Yeah, we need, we need football to come back and to create help new them ones. find some stories in there so we can create some new what ifs. Yeah, so yeah. we could have been like, "What if the Rams never got Matthew Stafford at some point?" And be like, "Oh, well, would they still win the Super Bowl?" So that might be like in the next two years you know within know. the next few years we should do like a true crime what if <laughs> <laughs> the 
the murdering of careers the murdering of careers yes oh dark side of football i think they, probably i think that don't think they did they did something like that they, they did that on vice but it's horrible because they didn't get like yeah backing by it so it just seems like a bunch of bitter guys right that are doing it it's not going right back to wrestling it's not like dark side of the ring where they're getting some names that probably need some money or something but they're actually telling you a story and for what you told me from wrestling and from what i've heard from other people there's some messed up shit going on but behind the scenes but yeah i just didn't like it so we could probably do it better yeah there might be yeah just something to keep it fresh like i said we've been doing what is for three years three off seasons now NFL history is plentiful. If you reach for the bottom of the barrel, you know, if, if you really reach, there's a lot of turning point stuff, but you know, after a certain point, people don't care. So maybe, maybe we do the dark side of football. We'll have to figure it out, but we are going to finish. Uh, we will finish it towards the end of this off season. Um, but yeah, today we wanted to do, we wanted to connect uh, to Friday's NFL history episode, which was an episode on Roger Staubach. Uh, for those of you who haven't listened to those episodes, we are doing a, uh, we are doing uh, military service month, uh, players who served in the, in the armed forces um, in any instance. And uh, we are doing a month dedicated to all of them. So, and Roger Staubach was our first. We opened up hot with uh, one of the greatest uh, to ever do it. But uh, it was kind of cool in the middle of recording while well, doing our research more so. But while recording, we stumbled across the fact that Roger Staubach, you know, and, and never really put two and two together, but he he came up in that era where players would get drafted by both leagues. They would both stake their claims. So, um, which was a fair kind of way to do it. It was a, it was a fair way to go about it. Um, and actually Staubach was drafted in 64. Um, didn't come to the league until 69, mm-hmm. but, uh, he was drafted in 1964 in the AFL draft, um, as well as the NFL draft. He chose the Cowboys when he came about. Um, still don't know why, if KC had a claim or not. But uh, we wanted to kind of what if if he had come into the league in 1964 with the AFL draft. So went over to Kansas City, who was throwing buku bucks at people. Um, however, he was a later round pick, which is intriguing here because um, for a multitude of reasons, 16th round is not really like promising. I mean, then again, there was only eight teams at that time. Well, I don't even know if there was eight teams at that time in the NFL or in the AFL, AFL, AFL. I don't even think there was that many. So that goes quick. Yeah, right. Because eight teams. There was eight. All right. So we didn't have 10. So Cincinnati still wasn't there yet. The and, Dolphins. I, and the Dolphins weren't there yet. Okay. They came in 66. I know the Dolphins came in 66. Yeah. That's what she said. Jeez. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Is um, on this episode? Nah, I guess not. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, yeah, he was drafted by Kansas City. But what happens? What happens if he does that? I mean, obviously, he did the moral thing um, and stayed within the military, served his country until he was ready to play football. Uh, we did acknowledge that Dallas was a little bit more aggressive in protecting him uh, or keeping him you know, ready to go, ready to play football for when he did return. But want to take a look at this this idea of him going to Kansas City um, and being a part of a upstart league, which is only in its fourth year of fourth or fifth year of action at this point 60 61 62 63 64 so they're heading into their four, uh, their fifth year um and, and what may have happened so here we are here we are casey at this point should be noted also has len dawson yes they already have len dawson who would be um Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Super Bowl Super champion. Super Bowl MVP, I think, too, right? Yeah, wasn't that MVP? Probably right. 
always like default smoking smoking cigarettes and yeah super bowl mvp of super bowl four uh smoking a cigarette drinking a beer in the locker room len dawson probably the most underrated quarterback in the hall of fame probably probably speaking he rarely ever gets talked about he's only really known for um He's only really known for the smoking thing, the smoking yeah. picture, which is like his claim to fame. It is a boss picture, but, um, but yeah, you gotta love old NFL for sure. So by the time they even draft him, Dawson's twenty nine years old. That's spry. Not even thirty. Jeez, so he's yeah, and they had a decent season with him. I was just looking at, um, just looking at their year. So nineteen sixty. Let's see, Dawson was with the team in sixty two. He went to the Dallas Texans. Um, and he was a starter for fourteen games, went eleven and three. I mean, these are really good stats considering the time period too. Um. 2,759 passing yards, 29 touchdowns, 17 INTs in 1962 with the Dallas Texans, which, for those who don't know, would become Kansas City. But uh, the year after that wasn't that bad either. wasn't terrible. 2389, 26 touchdowns, 19 INTs. Um, so it is strange that they would go quarterback. They were probably looking long, maybe long-term. And who knows what was going on in Hank Stram's head. Um at that time, you just want to keep that ball matriculating down the field. That's it. That's all he wanted to do. And uh, I mean, look at, I mean, little, these stats are insane for this time period. Len Dawson puts Joe Namath to shame. <laughs> I'm sorry. Touchdowns, interceptions, yardage. He that's puts why, Namath to shame. That's why I said he's underrated. Yeah, you're 100% right. You got to look at the stats and the resume. Names are cool. Names are wonderful in this world. We hang our hats on names all the time in this social media, TikTok age world. But sometimes you got to kind of look at the stats and look at the highlights to fully appreciate somebody. Look at the resume. So in his prime, Len Dawson never threw more interceptions than touchdowns. And my... My prime for envisioning him is like you're drooling till 33. Right I am. I want a Len Dawson jersey. <laughs> it's weird though, the year that they went to the Super Bowl, he was dog shit, but that defense was monstrous. Yeah, he had a nine like what happened? Oh, he only played in half the games, nine touchdowns, 13 INTs. But in his prime between 62 and 68. Never, never threw more INTs than touchdowns, which is saying a lot in that time period. And honestly, most of the season that he played, um, that feat was not so crazy. He did pretty good in that regard. So he's uh, played in two Super Bowls. I keep on forgetting. Yeah, about so that. the first one. Yep. Uh, so what does this mean for Roger Staubach, though? Is it is this a move by Stram to draft Staubach? Just as a backup quarterback, or maybe keep or light a fire underneath Len Dawson? I think it's an insurance policy. Because you know you don't get stall back for what four to five years? Well, we're 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 saying it as though you get him right out of the gate. Yeah, but that's impossible. Is it? Because he's in the Navy. Oh, so he has to do that service. He has to. You have okay. to. I know it's three years now because that's why nobody really touches anybody from the Army or Navy, no matter how good they are. Like okay. you could have Jerry Rice caliber player and they're like, listen, we're probably not going to draft you until the late round, until <laughs> day two or three, because we know we're not going to get you for three years. I got gotcha. you. And oh. back. And I think what Stallback was four years. So I think this was an insurance policy. I gotcha. So long term, long term planning, maybe. Okay, so we'll roll with that then. I He's, that was something I, I was not aware of. Yeah, no. If you if you're coming out of the Naval Academy, you're you're you sign a contract saying that you will do service. It's kind of like how, uh, like my wife did nursing, and 
her her work was going to pay for it before her elbow got messed up. Yeah. And it was like, we'll pay for your schooling, but you have to stay here for a minimum of two years. Mm. So you can't just uh, that's a little bit different. Like you Take can't the just, schooling and go. Right. Yeah. So with this, it's like you enlisted, you will not enlisted, but you joined the Naval Academy. We gave you a free, you know, a free education, everything else. You need to pay us back. Okay. So, all right. So we'll roll with that. Then. We'll roll with that. Then I, yeah, I was not aware that that was, I forgot that was a thing. So, um, so yeah. So we're not getting him till 68, 69. Oh yeah. 69, 69. And by that point, Mr. Dawson is looking like pure trash. Almost. He's falling apart. Yeah. It's not good. And that's the Super Bowl year. Right. Yeah. I don't know know what happened. I don't know if it was a hit or just that age. I mean, 33, we look at third, you know, being 33, 34 years old is pretty young in the NFL today. We're like, give him a seven year extension, especially with guys like, you know, especially, yeah. Right. Get those big extensions, especially with guys like Brady Roethlisberger, um, Rivers, Marino, Montana, going well into, you know, well into the late thirties, early forties. But uh, back then it was a very different time period, very different time period, right? We see the pictures of uh, Tom Brady at 40 something today. And then George Bland at 40, whatever he was. Men live hard. Yes, he did. He looks, he looks like a cigarette, George Bland, (laughs) but when he was Tom Brady's age, it is insane. How different it was. Legend. You go, you go from same. Al Davis or go from George Hallis to Al Davis and you tell me how well you can age mentally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, but I think this is a really, really good thing for Kansas City. I think this is a really, really good thing if Staubach does proceed to go there. Because um, technically, I think he, he could have. We really don't. We never looked up why um, Dallas... I- well, we have our suspicions. I can't really find anything. I, it had to have been a choice thing, right? Because the AFL was still open at that time, right? They were still in business technically in '69. Yeah, it was. A, it was that was a year. That was a year or two seasons technically before the merger. Or no? Yeah, seventy seventy was the beginning of the merger, right? Nineteen seventy was the mm-hmm. was the final like merging. Yeah, point. that was. Because the draft merged before that, I think in like '67 or something. Because yeah, got... um, yeah, it doesn't really like. So I'm uh, guessing it was a personal choice. It was weird that we didn't even catch that, and uh, we didn't find anything on that for the the episode. But, um, but I'm assuming it had to have been a choice because that's what a lot of those guys dealt with. I'm, yeah, I was just looking at something. Maybe because, huh? What do you got? It doesn't really, doesn't really say. And the funny thing is, is like you could kind of think about it and be like, well, of course he would choose the Cowboys. Who wouldn't want to be the Dallas Cowboys quarterback? At a certain point, but the Dallas Cowboys were not the Dallas Cowboys, not the Dallas Cowboys as we know them today. I mean, they're good, but the Packers were kind of like the darlings of the league. Yeah, at that time in the '60s, Cowboys were close, right? I think they they were the runner up in for the first Super Bowl, but yeah, wasn't to be. Um, Uh, So I don't. It just. The only other thing, damn, these Cheetos are hot. The only other thing I could think of <laughs> is that because it became like a joint league, joint draft at that point, that they're like, okay, the Cowboys took you higher. That's the only thing I could think of, but I, I we don't know. We don't know. If somebody wants to clarify that for us and, and completely ruin the uh, whole theme of the episode, please go for it. Yeah. Um, we're going to carry on as, <laughs> as we are. Because 67 was the first combined draft. Right. Wow. I, maybe because nobody was really going. Because if you look at the first round of the 64 draft, 
I oh why did it go back to the NFL of the sixty four draft? Like I saw the Broncos draft Carl Eller, right? Who was a member of the famed Purple People Eater eaters, and you're like, oh wow. Imagine if they would have got him, there would have been no Purple People Eaters. How different would have um, oh, what you call it? Uh, the Vikings be, and then you see some names in here. Also, Paul Warfield was drafted by the Bills. I just feel it was the secondhand league, right? And who wants to play for the secondhand league? Yeah, nobody wants to play for the upstart. Very few people. I mean, it was massive when Joe Namath did it. Um, wasn't it? What year did Namath get drafted? He was, I just saw it. I think he was the next. He was the next year. He was 65, so it wasn't so common at that point. Yeah. Okay. Jeez, that would have been a hell of a team because the, the Kansas City Chiefs also drafted Gail Sayers. Oh, wow. But, yeah, it's a, like all over. You just see names, but then the only thing I can think of is I think the uh, – I think they dra- made it drafted him a little bit higher. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. Because he's 10th there. But again, sh- shorter teams, shorter amount of teams, so there's a difference. So I, I don't yeah, know. Round 16, round 10. Like, but, like what we said in NFL history, maybe because they drafted him first, they have better rights. And, they right. and then you got Len Dawson. So why are you really worrying about a guy you got to wait five years for? Right. But if Roger does end up in Kansas City, I think that's massive for the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Because after Dawson, right, What what's – I mean, the big story at literally post-Dawson is quarterback issues. Couldn't find quarterback. And KC, I mean, there were some bad years in the 70s. Oh, Jesus. There were some really <laughs> bad years in the 70s. You know, 71 wasn't bad. They lost the division. They actually did. Holy shit. They didn't go in the, didn't, they didn't make it to the postseason between 72 and 85. Yeah. It went again in 86. That's insane. There was some lean years. But what does that mean for, I mean, does this stall back the difference maker? I mean, I can't really, there's some great all time great chiefs in that time period, but. Is Staubach the one to elevate the Chiefs? I don't think he has. I think maybe Hank Stram stays around longer. Because he has a franchise guy? Well, I'm not sure. Like, well, well, after they go five and nine, I could see why why he's fired. But uh, he's a little bit more of a looser head coach. He's a player's guy. Right. So I think you're given... Stall back a little bit more wiggle room. Um, that was probably the big thing. That was one of the big things is in one of the years Landry took away his play calling ability because Stallback's mother was um, in ill health. Right. And then he just never gave it back to him. And one of the things, one of the reasons why Stallback left other than concussions was he wanted to be able to call his own plays once again. I don't know if he ever loses that. And I think Len Dawson gets shipped out maybe a little bit sooner because it looks like Dawson's actual final year was as a starter was 74. Right. I mean, you got the awesome Hall of Famer Mike Livingston. I don't know what he's probably in somebody's Hall of Fame, but that's why I said that. No, I figure because it's not good. But they're still putting up decent things from 69 on, but Dawson's numbers are not as great as what they could be. So this would probably be an easier thing to insert them in. You might be able to get something for Len Dawson. But I think the Chiefs go on a little bit farther the only thing that i could see where they're getting really held back i don't think stallback's winning a super bowl you don't think so i don't see this team going to the super bowl just because 
I'm kind of looking at like key players that stay that stand out to me. I mean, the defense still looks pretty relatively young with Willie Lanier, but like the big names on defense, um, Bobby Bell's turning 34, and this is in 74. They definitely had some roster issues at this point. Ownership, GM. That's it's bad. I think that's the only thing why the only reason why. I mean, Willie Lanier is still 29, but other than that, a lot of these guys are starting to flip over. Well, they had, but, I'm looking at this. I, I wanted to take a look at this because supporting cast is a big thing. We know that that's a big reason why yeah. Roger Staubach succeeded in the 70s with the Cowboys. There are no pro bowlers after 1971 in, in the in the 70s decade. Otis Taylor is their last, uh, or sorry, not pro bowler, all pro. First all. team all pro, Otis Taylor. That stuff is kind of a difference, right? That's a yeah. big deal supporting cast. Otis Taylor, so they're only ones. Otis Taylor in 71. Bobby Bell in 70. Jim Tyrer in 70. Johnny Robinson in 70. Uh, Willie Lanier in 71 and 73. Um, as far as Pro Bowl years go, they didn't look like there's a couple that, that Willie Lanier is really the only one um, that was really doing it in the mid 70s. He had seven, okay, 70, uh, 71, 72, 73, 74, 75. Bobby Bell, 70, 71, 72. Jim Tyrer, 70, 71. Johnny Robinson, 70. Buck Buchanan, 70 and 71. Um, let's see what else we got here. It's this, it's not a great roster. No. It's not a great roster. So I'm thinking. I'm not seeing the playmakers. I'm not right. seeing the, the Kelvin Hills, the Drew Pearsons, uh, the Tony Hill. Uh, the just. I'm not seeing those guys. And I think what really helped Stallback later on in his career is having Tony Dorsett. Yeah. Coming in like what? 76. I mean, that, that really helps you out where I'm not I'm not seeing the good drafting like this team is obscure yeah it fell off hard after that those strom years I mean they had two head coaches in 77 and both went one and six that's terrible come on even Marv Levy couldn't fix this team I don't think it spells well for Roger Staubach. I think that's I, the big thing. I think I, I, I don't know, man. I think he gets beat up. You don't think we're, we're probably not even talking about him today. I think we are, but I think it's one of those things where like you kind of like picked it up in a group or you heard about it through uh, them talking about it on TV or you're kind of, an NFL like network list of underrated quarterbacks, something like that. I don't think you're because that's the other thing too, is every time I hear something about Roger Stallback and why he's like everybody's favorite player, pretty much from the seventies is because they always say that the Cowboys were always on TV. Right. And it's kind of the same way now. I mean, and I had to think about it every day or well, for me, they're definitely always on TV, but we're now where I live. But even when I lived in New York, that four o'clock game on Fox was always the yeah. Cowboys. It's not always the Chiefs. Yeah. So I think that helps. That's kind of the social media thing that we, we talk about today. Guys getting more of a spotlight through social media and being able to see him do things that I think that spotlights get taken off on him because he's not there constantly. It's not always about, you know, here's the game of the week with the chiefs. It's, it's the, it's the Cowboys and we're not seeing it. So therefore I think he has a decent career, maybe hall of fame, Maybe. 
probably keeps the Chiefs in contention. That's kind of where I'm looking at. I think a playoff appearance here and there. I mean, there were some really good Chargers and Broncos and Raiders teams in the 70s. I don't even know. Because back then, there really wasn't a big wild card system, right? Not that I'm aware of, no. Not to the extent that it is now. No. Um, so that's what's nerve-wracking. But And they're just... You're... <sighs> Like we mentioned, it's just a lot of roster stuff. I We did not live in this decade, but you can still recognize names from us doing um, NFL history and stuff. And yeah. a 32-year-old Otis Taylor is not going to be doing you that great. But at that point, Staubach should be in, but a 32-year-old wide receiver is like you're just losing a lot. And you still got Ed Podolak, but nobody's a- really... Yeah, there's no playmakers. There's trench. There's trenches and defense. So, linemen, defense. They're really the guys who are kind of like I'm. I'm just skimming through continuously, and uh, a lot of their '70s Pro Bowlers are like, oh, they got a punter. Oh, an offensive lineman, defensive back, linebacker. But I don't know if Roger Staubach has the offense that he 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 wants, um, that he needs. No, to be successful. I don't. I. Don't, I I know somebody might say that we're wrong. So if you, like Matt said, if you have any input, please let us know. And do it nicely. I'm tired of getting yelled at on the Facebook page. Yeah. For the love of God. We're going off of what we know. Yeah. And what we can see. Uh, yeah. It just looks like they just didn't draft well or anything. I'm trying to look at like the 69 draft. Yeah, they they took a guy by the name of Jim Marcells. Now, he did make, he is an AFL all-star, but you missed out of guys like <laughs> Staubach's uh, teammate, Calvin Hill, that I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Ted Hendricks, which would have, you know, really fixed up your your defense with kick him in the head head. I just see a lot of maybe just misses. And the draft was not a, a science. The Cowboys kind of did that too, as well. By saying, Hey, we're going to run a computer (laughs) and see what we can find, but it's just not, it's just not good. I, mean, I th- yeah, I think Casey's. I don't think Casey's history is all that different. Now that I think about it, I wanted to believe that he'd help elevate them and maybe give them, um, you know, give the Chiefs a run, maybe some hope. That's Credit a tough. Belt. That's a tough division back then. Real tough division back then. But they had to endure. Like I said, good Chargers, good, 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 uh, uh, good Raiders team. I mean, the AFC. It would have been the West still West. at that point. Was dominant throughout the 70s right overall is it i think is a division yeah because you had the the chargers started coming up in the late 70s late 70s early 80s so you had to do that the the raiders were good throughout the whole entire you could say pretty much late 60s yeah all the way to geez what maybe 90 all the way through there. So the Raiders had a lot of dominance and then the chiefs were just kind of left behind the Broncos. You got to worry about the Broncos in the eighties after Elway, even in the seven. Yeah. Cause you got to worry about the orange crush defense in the seventies. Mm. So really the chiefs were just getting just smashed around. Like, um, they were like the jets of the AFC. <laughs> now I guess. Um, yeah. Cause that season it was 77 was their they're probably their lowest point at two and twelve. Their only wins came against the Chargers and the Packers. And anybody the Packers knows. were kind of dead at that point too. Yeah, and they only beat the Chargers by five points. It's not like light them up season. Right. Well, so the Chiefs yeah. are the Chiefs. At least in the seventies, the but Chiefs are the are what the Jets are now in the AFC East. 
well, that, but I don't want to say anything bad about any teams. I don't want anybody coming after me, but to that extent, that is what we're looking at. So now to the big question. I know what you're going to ask, and I already got you an answer. You already got me an answer. All right. The Dallas yep. Cowboys. Who do they, who ends up being the guy in, in, in Dallas? Still going to be Craig Mort, Morton. Well, in, throughout the entire 70s, you think? Throughout the entire 70s until Danny White takes over, and they never, and I don't think they ever won a Super Bowl. Really? Maybe that one against the Dolphins, but other than that, I don't think they win a Super Bowl. I don't even think they probably make some Super Bowls. Yeah, more. I didn't realize Morton played as well into his career as he did. Morton? Yeah. Is, he played in 82 with the, with the Broncos. I think Morton is more of a... Oh, the Seahawks were in the AFC West, too. So maybe oh, yeah. they weren't the, the most beat them up. But even though in 77, the Seahawks are in their second year. I'm sorry. Second year of existence. They didn't come in in 2013 uh, of existence. And they went five and nine. Right. So that's an expansion team. So the Chiefs were bad. Maybe bad coaching. Maybe bad anything else. Maybe Hank Stram could help out. That's the only thing is maybe Hank Stram hangs in while you're longer. But I, there's, we, we talk about it with quarterbacks and I hate to bring up your boy, Jay Cutler. It's okay. But in another, in another former Colts quarterback, uh, Mr. Jeff George, it's sometimes as a quarterback, you just got to have the it. And I think as good as Craig Morton is, uh, he did make it to a Super Bowl. Without Dallas, as yeah. good as Craig Morton is, Stahlbeck had that it, that leadership, that, hey, guys, don't worry. We're going to make it out of this. That never, that that confidence that, oh, my goodness, we could be down by 20, but we're still not out of this game at any point. Right. And then the pl- more of a mobile quarterback than what Morton was. So the playmaking ability changes. And I think that's what helped the Cowboys reach those Super Bowls. Is Morton is that drop back, pitcher perfect Landry quarterback where like a Terod Taylor, like a Alex Smith. That's kind of where Craig Morton sits. I mean looking at his history, yeah. It seventy two is his best year by a long shot. And that's the year that, or no, that wasn't the year. I'm sorry, 71 was. He was a backup, though, in 71. Oh, I know, he would, right? Yeah, I believe He only so. went one and three that year. I think that's when they were switching. Oh, they were in the middle of the switch period. Yep, 71, had Landry created the, the quarterback controversy. That's right. So nobody was really like starting or finishing or he kind of like finished games within like the last two minutes. Sometimes I got you. It's crazy. It's weird to think, but you're probably right. Based on a lot of the statistics from back in the day. And, and I think there's a lot more patience with, with players. And there is now, I mean, undoubtedly. So if, if a guy doesn't hit it within two years, everyone's like, uh, look in the other direction. But, uh, I just, but yeah, I mean, it, I wouldn't be surprised if Landry stuck with. I wouldn't be surprised if Landry stuck with with Morton for a period of time, and you know what? It, I gotta take a look. He might have pulled the trigger on Danny White sooner. There's a good possibility on that, or maybe you get Clint Longley. Yeah, <laughs> he's not roundhouse and Roger Stahlbeck in the. Oh in the yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, because um, Danny White was a third round pick, which is still not too shabby. No, back in the seventies when they used to have like twenty rounds to draft and all that stuff. But I'm going by to what's really getting me that is like looking at what Danny White did those first three years with the Cowboys. That I think he was primary starter. I think they still made what three, 
three straight NFC Championship games in 80, 81, and 82, maybe, or maybe 83 or something like that. I know they made at least three in the 80s. Trying to think. Let me take a gander really quick. Got it up here on PFR. All right. Lost conference. Yep. Three straight years. They lost conference championship in 80, 81, and 82. Lost in the wild card in 83 and lost in the division round 85. It's as good as Danny White is. He wasn't Roger Stallback. Right. There's there's that different level of of quarterback play. And like a Stallback was a playmaker. White from the one game that I saw, don't crucify me. See more of a system guy. I'm gonna work within Landry's system, and that's how we're gonna win the game. Right. I'm not going to take a chance on a Hail Mary, so to speak. Yeah. I'm not going to scramble is. around, juke you out of your juke you out of your shoes type type guy. I'm not going to do anything too, too crazy. That's why I'm wondering if like in 81, if Stallback was still good, if they beat the 49ers, if they right. do something crazy. But that's that's how I'm looking at it. Craig Morton just seems more of like your standard. 1970s drop back quarterback or stallback there was that special gift from god no pun intended with him being catholic type of type of ability of leadership there right yeah i i do think they 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 put on danny white i do i see I, that's the thing i want to see right now is is danny I, I try to envision is danny white young learning. I mean, I know sitting behind Roger Staubach probably helped out tremendously, but he also has those really good Cowboys, really great Cowboys teams, those players in their prime, right? Because once the eighties came around, that was kind of like the, that was the turning of the era, right? Yeah. Pearson starting to wind, kind of wind down a little bit. He's not the same. Um, I, I should probably double check their ages before I say something stupid, but you yeah. know, but a, a lot of those, a lot of those pieces, from those great seventies teams were kind of phasing. I mean, that's really what happened, right? The, the, the team just got old. So looking at everything, uh, 1980, Danny White's already 28. Jeez. Right. But if you pull the trigger at him early, you get a little bit more, you get a little bit more and Dorsett's 26. So really, you got what four more years out of them? And that's amazing. We're, we're, that's we're, we're talking now. That's that era. All right, running backing was a, being a running back, fullback, halfback was a lot different back in that era than it was in this current era, right? So I, right. yeah, I mean, Dorsett's you know career trajectory, yeah, probably four more years, but. It's just, it's just tough. It's just tough. He's not the same guy. He's not the same. He's not the same guy when Danny White takes over the team. What, how, where's Pearson at in in 1980? Pearson is 29. Tony Hill's still relatively young at 24, but Pearson's 29. That's tough, man. It, it's so, it's so weird because it's a, and that's like, a physical like era. I'm that's... older than all these guys that I'm saying their age, but in sports terms, <laughs> it's it's ancient, right? You hear a 29 year old wide receiver. You're like, oh, the end is near. Like it, it's that's the way it was. That's the way it was back then. And, and yesteryear was a much more physically demanding, um, you know, time period era. So, but Let's if you see. if you give Danny White those those pieces in their prime, I don't see why they're not contending with. Like I think this is a good thing for Danny White. He still was yeah. the quarterback of the '80s. You know, no matter how much the injuries and stuff, he still was the Cowboys QB of the '80s. Give him a couple more years experience, you know, playing on those really great teams, and maybe he's a, you know, even a better quarterback for it. I really need a Danny White jersey. I'm just saying. Yeah, you are like the Danny White soapbox guy. I don't know where this came from, but you just, whenever somebody says Danny White, you stand up on your soapbox. Because I like, I like quarterbacks that nobody else likes. I Cowboys fan, we did that, that, quarterbacks that you don't never like thing and people were legit picking Danny White as a QB that they hated 
on their own team. It's like, how could you like what? Well, that's because have you seen Matt Castle? Have you seen like you seen you know some of these other guys? Have you seen uh, Garrett Gilbert? Like if you hate you hate Danny White more than Garrett Gilbert. <laughs> I think it was because he followed because he followed Staubach. That's, that's pressure on its own. If in this timeline he never has to follow Staubach, he follows Craig he, Morton, and he's gonna be okay. <laughs> Is that what helps you sleep at night? A little bit. Nothing. I don't sleep well. So, um, yes, I fantasize about Danny White never having to follow uh, in the footsteps of Roger Staubach. I mean, it's one of those things. Like, all of a sudden, you're you're having Heinz ketchup for years. You're like, man, Heinz ketchup is so good. And then all of a sudden, he's like, hey, I don't have any of that more Heinz ketchup, but I got this Aldi's brand. And you're like... Aldi's <sighs> is high class now, man. I don't know when the last time you've been to an Aldi's is. But I haven't been to an Aldi's in a while. It's all like organic stuff now, so it's really high class I can't, and expensive. It's summertime here, so I can't go grocery shopping at two different stores. Ah, I see. I see. <laughs> Unless I go super early in the morning. I gotcha. <laughs> I could go in the afternoon, but I would have to bring a cooler. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I think that's kind of where we leave this one. Um, so Roger Staubach could have the same clout notoriety, uh, clout as the kids say today, um, as maybe a Len Dawson, but we don't know about Super Bowls. We're, we're not really optimistic about Super Bowls. I'm not, uh, I want to say yes, because it is Roger, but I don't, that's a lot of willing to get them in looking at their rostering situation and going through the seventies of the early dolphins, the Raiders, the Steelers, uh, Broncos, when they finally get their stuff together with the orange crush. Yeah. It's just a lot of the Colts. Of, the Colts were tough at that time. Too. Yeah. The Colts or Jones Colts, the Colts been there for a while. Who there's Those, that's, a, that's a really good conference though. If you think about it. Yeah. Well, oh, at least quarterback class. Like my God. They dominated the seventies, then yeah. just kind of crapped the bed through <laughs> through most of the eighties and into the nineties for sure. That's conference. Right. So so there's that. Um that comes into play. Uh so Kansas City gets a natural successor in Roger Staubach, but we don't know how good it's gonna be. No. Um Craig Morton plays, he's the starter in Dallas a little bit longer. He get oh yeah, he gets Probably what four or five extra years, yeah. As a, with as a starter, not as because he was there for a little while as a backup before they traded him to the uh, the of the Giants right out of the gate. Yeah, that's crazy. That you trade, well, that's down. like the Patriots when they traded Bloodsoe to the Bills. Don't see that very often. And Danny White gets a little bit more time to shine as quarterback. Um, is Dallas even America's team? If that transpires, I didn't even think of that. That's a crazy question. That is a crazy because they kind of got that moniker because they were just going to Super Bowls and losing them. You know? Yeah. And do they even do that? Does Washington? I think this opens the door for Washington to make more Super Bowls. Probably because they were frequently competing at the top of the NFC. Right? Yeah. Maybe Washington kind of steps into that oh, role. God. That's ironic as or hell. even the Vikings. Maybe Fran Tarkenton gets one. I mean possible. Possible. Stallback got one. Or or you know, he got one or two. So why can't why can't Fran get one? <laughs> Let's get one for Fran. Let's get one for Fran. Yeah. We'll but see what we could do. I just I just see this really changing the way that we look at. I think this kind of changes the way we even look at the Cowboy quarterback position. Yeah. And you go from Dandy Don to Craig Morton where you're like, okay. And then you go to like Roger Stallback and you're like, oh my goodness, guy's crazy. Look at this. And then you the measuring go, stick. go later and Danny White kind of, you get your little, I, I'm sorry, kind of get your little, uh, your valley there. And then this is where you're going to really just kick me off the 
show. Then you get to Troy Aikman and the and, and you get back to your peak <laughs> after Danny White, and then it kind of goes back down after Troy Aikman. So quarterback position for the Cowboys are peak valleys. It's not that deep of a valley, right? Okay, with Danny White, but it seems to be that. I think you change the way that the way that the quarterback position is looked in Dallas and Troy Aikman ends up being the greatest Dallas Cowboys quarterback of all time. Yeah. If you think, if you look at the trajectory and that is crazy to say, I'm pretty sure there's people that are like trying to find me right now. To, cause what I'm saying. I know what I we're doing here with Roger Stallback, but I know. Well, Hey, you join the club because people want to fight me over stuff. <laughs> I literally was at a bonfire last night. My uncle was like making fun of me because oh, he's not making fun of me, but he was laughing about the the whole the Raiders guy who wanted to fight me on oh. Facebook. I'm just like, oh my god. <sighs> Be better, people. Be better. Um, Nobody then, has anything else better to do. I guess not. But uh, but that's it. Um, that's it for this. What if? Uh, Andrew's got choice next week, but uh, we're going to, yeah. You got something in mind? I got nothing. I got to uh, do some research. It's a surprise. It okay, how about we don't picture. do it? I let's re-edit that. I have a surprise for next week. Okay. Well put. Well put. Well, everybody, that is it for this episode. And on behalf of Andrew and I, until next time, the two point conversation is. Yeah, it's fine.